Thundergrunt. So this is episode 155 of Movie Schmovie. hey It's pretty hey. exciting. Um, what do you think of that, Ronald? You, you, normally I expect you to marvel at the number. Today I don't, I'm not getting... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just... You're getting I'm over it. Man. I get into these <laughs> these moments where I'm just in it and, yeah. and excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to look forward to the future. Oh, the forward. Ooh, the, the forward, future. I was going to call it. <laughs> oh, we're looking at the forward. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're looking at the next couple months of movies. Since yeah. this episode is coming out towards the end of February, uh, and and technically the summer movie season kind of starts in May, we really are looking at just a, a, about two and a half months worth of movies. But I was surprised to see how many things that I was curious about or interested in are actually coming out in these, yeah. these next yeah, couple yeah, yeah. months. So do you think it looks good so far for 2016, or do you think it's it's slim pickings? Right now, slim pickings, but that's also like, you know, we haven't seen a, a ton of trailers yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm seeing some good things. And, and well, hello, lot, somebody's popular. <laughs> seeing some Sorry. smaller movies. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that's always my thing anyway. I love... I want some hyper-violent movies, and some of my picks might be based on that. <laughs> so I'm ready for that. I think yeah. that we've had these pussified movies where, like, the action is kind of panned away from. I need to see this now. I need, And I think that based on some of our picks, I think it's mm-hmm. going to reflect a, a kind of grittier movie that yeah. we're looking forward to. Well, there's one big movie that I'm excited to see, and I know Steve is excited yeah. to see, too. And you might be, too. The Witch. Oh, yes. At the time that this episode comes out, The Witch should be out all over the place, and we will have seen it, and hopefully we will Mm -hmm. love it. Um, But because of the fact that it's in the past, it would be on my list of most anticipated movies of the next few months, but it's technically something... I think it goes wide on the 19th, which is a week ago now. Yeah. Whoa, did you just go back? I just totally bent time. time. I bent time for these people. That's a little behind-the-curtain action, folks. Mm. When these three guys get together... And I'm referring to us in the third person. Um, Whoa. You know, it can only happen every so often. Like, we have to, there's all this, we have to, like, dodge through the streets. We have to kind of hide from our people. Yes. We can't, there's all these people saying, what are you guys doing? What, when are you it's meeting? Can it's I accurate. come? And we have to be like, no, it's the three of us. We have to be secretive. Yeah. So this really can only happen about once a month that we get together to do this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. This is a time of year when normally, in the, in the past, it seemed like it was a big dumping ground. I think that now studios know this is a more like room to breathe for an, an interesting film or a smaller film. Uh, does that, you find that to be true? Yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah. it's become a safer place. Like, you know, I, you know, I think there was really a stigma a, a long time ago. I think it goes hand in hand with the fact that studios are putting out more movies. So it's like, where do we put these movies? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a bad thing anymore that they're getting put out in like the first four months of the year, the first quarter of the year. I think before it was like there wasn't as much product coming out, so it was like of what was there, the shitty stuff came out now. Yeah, and it's it's really sort of not the case anymore. I mean, there's still some complete trash that comes out at this time of the year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there is definitely. You know, you know yeah, there, there's absolutely that that's still accurate. But like you were saying when we were talking about it, it's like it, it's a safe place to to be to be able to have an outlet for some movies from like maybe some more independent filmmakers or smaller budgets that really find a hard or have a hard time finding a place to come out in the packed summer tentpole season or the packed fall prestige award season. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a safe area to really cultivate some mm-hmm. of these voices that may otherwise only go like straight to dvd or vid- or digital on demand or anything any of those video on demand services so it or really is, video is like a new service i've been yeah. working on oh, wow. kind of breaking it Steve, on this we're, podcast we're recording this i don't think you should well i'm actually talk starting to go fund me for it uh, okay so if you guys uh, want to yeah. throw it out right. all right all right <laughs> come fund me is what it should yeah, be come like, yeah you're right on that like it's just become a it's 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 changing which is really cool because Everybody benefits from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the fact that movies that we are really into are coming out in these first three or four months is such a pleasure that you're not just like waiting for summer anymore. Right. And and it's interesting too because like the summer season, you know, when we do our summer preview, the fact that like it's, it creeps into April sometimes. Like, yeah. Like you know, last year did and, and some of the bigger movies are, are kind of trying to get a jump start on kicking that off. It's really because like it's so packed. Yeah. That like it's gonna creep even further in April in, in years to come, I'm sure. And uh, 
the more movies perform in this time of year, the more confident they'll be in putting smaller ones and even like, you know, bigger ones coming out at the end of April mm -hmm. or, you know, in, the, in that time of the month. Well, what are some of the big hits? I, I know we mentioned the Lego movie earlier. That was a big hit that came out in February. Yeah, I would say I would say Lego. I would say Kingsman okay, was a really yeah. big surprise um, last last year, um, kind of going up against Fifty Shades, which was also a big hit mm -hmm. financially. <laughs> but like the surprise was definitely Kingsman, and you know, a movie that had nothing really behind it, um, making a lot of money, and, and you know, they're making a sequel for that. So there's no reason to assume what we would have said. I think even just a few years ago, when we were doing this podcast, we would have said, "Oh, this is the time of year when when they kind of hide." I think that you know their worst movies. I yeah. think that this that that's changed in just the last couple of years. It is kind of interesting how that changes. The stigma is still there though, because we also have things like Gods of Egypt yeah. coming out, you know, which nobody nobody has much expectation for. So. So I don't know. Does anyone want to get us started uh, with uh, anticipated films of the next next few months? Okay. Green Room. Green Room. Okay. Come yeah. on. Come on. That, yeah, I think Come we're all on. interested in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. It just looks action-packed. Um, I, I like the idea of, like, putting people in odd situations and seeing how they react. Um, and this just feels like one of those movies... What's the guy's name? Jer Jeremy Sonier. Sonier, yeah. Sonier mm -hmm. um, who also did Blue... Ruin. Blue Ruin. Mm -hmm. Very good movie. It's mm -hmm. on, currently on Netflix. Uh, that I do know. Check it out. Kind of a sleeper. Uh, I feel yeah, like a lot of people, yeah. though, after seeing that movie, have ranked it really highly. And I think a lot of people, and myself included, very excited for Green Room. From the concept, when I heard about what this movie was, I thought it sounded like a really neat idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a it's like a punk band that has gotten trapped in a in a club essentially with by a bunch of evil skinheads it sounds yeah, like yeah. yeah so it's like a it's like an under siege film a la uh, assault on precinct 13 or something like that yep. with a with a closed in group that's that's trying to escape with their lives basically you know i love movies that come down to those kind of simple terms i think playing around with the idea of what a band goes through when they go to a town and they don't really know what the situation is. I think that's all That's all very interesting to me. Am I reading it right that, like, Patrick Stewart's character is, like, a bad guy, right? I think so. That, that, I think he's the head of the, of the skinheads. Of the group. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The skinhead group. I mean, yeah. there may be, obviously, they may be hiding some, there may I, be I like story it. elements. I like it. You know. Trailer's great. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know that. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. just saying, we, we were talking about it on the thread the other day, like... Just a really, really well cut trailer, and just based off of Blue Ruin, mm -hmm. just the whole, like the violence and like just how like rough it felt. I just feel like I hope this movie has that same feeling, and and the context that they're in and the constraints that they're in just looks good, and yeah, it seems like a really good cast too. So, uh, yeah, Blue, Ru I mean Green Room was <laughs> is, is on my lookout sheet as well for sure. And what did he do before Blue Ruin? Did he do anything before that? He's got a yeah. There's a couple. I, I forget what they're called. Murder Party. Oh right, right. Yeah. yeah, which I've heard decent things about. Yeah, yeah that's I'll, another I'll, case of like a writer director that like he's working in that you know movies that are that have a production value to them, but they're not too big. Yeah. Um, that just seems like, this seems like a good a good scope for a film. He's uh, like in that breed of directors that, you know, you're just waiting for like a studio to like attach him to something Oh, massive. sure. I mean, and that's what you expect in the current climate yeah. is for him yeah. to now, if this, like if Green Room is is really popular, it seems almost like a shoe in that the next yeah. thing you hear is that he's going to be tapped for what, something. What, what Marvel movie is he doing, you think? <laughs> you know, is it going to be Marvel or DC? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. a chance maybe to talk about yeah, DC yeah, yeah. movies here in a minute. All right. My, I'm going to throw one out. Sure. This is, um, my pick is, <clears throat> Midnight Special, which mm -hmm. is a Jeff Nichols film. Um, Jeff Nichols has kind of been somebody I've been really kind of impressed by. A lot of smaller indie films he's had out, like almost one every year over the past like three or four years. Um, he did Take Shelter. He did Mud, which was one of my favorite movies of, what was that, 2012, I think. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and he frequently works with uh, Michael Shannon, who I, who I love. So this movie actually is something, the only thing that worries me a little bit about the movie is that it's kind of been one of those ones that have kind of been pushed off and back a little bit in terms of release schedule. Yeah. But it just has like this Spielberg vibe to it in terms of what the movie's about. Basically, his father and son go on the run once the dad, I guess some, the kid has some sort of special powers, you know, mm -hmm. something otherworldly, it seems, from the trailers. But cool cast. It's got Joel Edgerton, I love. Michael Shannon, I love. Adam Driver, so hot right now. Mm -hmm. Um and it just has that that road trip on the run. I think Kirsten Dunst is in it as well. 
Um, and the father-son dynamic, those kinds of movies, like, I just, I, I love that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. the, it's got that family element. The trailer's great. Um, I think it's premiering at one of the festivals coming up here, or, or it's showing at one of the festivals, so I'm looking forward to hearing a little more about how well it's received. But have either of you guys seen the trailer for this one? I know we were mm-hmm. talking about it. No, I haven't seen um, it. Yeah, he, he's just got, like, a really consistent eye. Like, did you see Take Shelter? With yes. Like yes yeah, yeah. Just like a really, he's got like a voice that I think is really unique in, in what he's in what his movies are talking about. Um, they're very subtle and very character driven movies, which is really what has me very excited for the Midnight Special film. Only because there's really not a there, there's not a ton of movies like on my list are really coming out that, that I'm looking at that are really character driven films. Like some of them are more like actiony or special effects or horror or whatever we're talking about. Or the green room's a little more genre-y. But just something about Midnight Special just has me feeling good things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like a, a sweet spot for me. And uh, it might sit nicely on that line of, like, uh, a drama, family drama, mystery, sci-fi. Like, yeah. that's just a cool pot I want to taste. And yeah, yeah. Like, Not, you know. I mean, I knew when you said Jeff Nichols, I was like, what did he do? And then you said Mud. And I was like, okay, yeah, I still need to see that. Oddly, I haven't seen Mud what? yet. Yeah, I know. Dude, I know. you're gonna love that movie. I, I think I will, just for everything I heard. And, and and he's got like a really like specifically with mud, like just the innocence, you know, like mm-hmm. youth and innocence and 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 losing it. Yeah. Like I just I'm very curious to see what it how it plays into this whatever the whatever the special power that this kid has. It's just really um I'm very intrigued and yeah. and, and I'm very excited to see Midnight Special. Well, I will throw one out that out you were mentioning like a family vibe. Um, I actually am very interested to see The Little Prince, which is coming out uh, on March 18th. Now, it, it is a, you know, an odd little slim children's book uh, that is beloved, you know, and has been for a couple generations now um, by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. That was 100% correct. Isn't that wonderful? Yep. Um, uh, but he, you know, it it might be a kind of thin batch of material for a movie and i think what this movie has done has created sort of a a wraparound concept where the 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 actual story of the little prince is being told using stop motion animation and then the the wraparound story is told in in you know cgi and it almost kind of looks like a that sounds crazy i mean it looks like a pixar sort of dreamworksy kind of film with a henry Selleck film wedged inside it and it doesn't quite look like that material, but it just has that feel. It's like it's that kind of you know how stop motion animation can just be kind of lovely and, and magical. This looks like really really cool animation, and I, the director Mark Osborne is the guy who directed Kung Fu Panda, mm-hmm. and which is a movie that I love. Mm-hmm. And um, I also you know full disclosure, I'm I'm friends with his brother. I've met Mark Osborne. I've hung out in his house. He was he was a very nice guy. This feels like a real coming out for him. I don't know, you know, what the the name recognition of animation directors is like for most people, but I could totally see, you know, based on the trailer to this saying uh, from the director of Kung Fu Panda at, in it, I kind of feel like this is the kind of film that if it clicks with people because people love this book, it, you know, it could really make his name, but it could also just be a new voice. You know how excited you are when like Brad Bird name like that pops up, a name who you've seen a few times on these animated yeah. films. Um, I, I'm a little bit concerned about the sort of not focusing just on the story of the book, but you know, spending a lot of time with the wraparound. But from what I've seen, it looks—it just looks like a good film. It looks—it looks fun and and sweet and very very pretty. Um, so I'm expecting it to be a nice a nice time at the movies and, a, and like I said, a good family film. Which is you gotta you gotta tip your hat to that. I will say that you are 100 percent correct mm-hmm. of everything you just said about this movie. Oh really? Because I have seen the movie. Oh you have. And it is great. Oh, oh, awesome. Yes. Oh, you, cool. What you just described about the whole Pixar mixed with like the Henry Selleck vibe, mm-hmm. nailed it. Oh, awesome. It's great. Well, that's that's it's a high great. compliment yep, for it. Absolutely. Really? Oh, really cool. I'm excited that you're excited because as I was watching it, mm-hmm. I, I thought like about you and like just like this is totally up your alley. Oh, cool. Yeah, like just the it the way they wrap it around and and the voice talent is great. Oh, no, I was about to say the voice cast is incredible. Paul Rudd, Jeff Bridges, Rich mm-hmm. McAdams, just. So good. Cool. So good. You're going to love it. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. My pick. No pick. 10 Clover- Cloverfield Lane. All right. Nice. Come on. Cloverfield was a great movie. It wasn't the best monster movie I'd ever seen in my life, but it was It was so good. It was so engaging. 
found footage movies just seem to go fucking down the tubes down after that. It just felt like I was seeing 50 of them after that, but it was done in a way that I really enjoyed. TJ Miller being the voice for most of it, 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 it eased a really rough, weird situation that that could have been kind of bland and terrible, and it was it was a fun ride. And most of those people were pretty unknown at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Which was really cool too. Um, it wasn't uh, Lizzie Kaplan in it? Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And like Jessica Lucas, who hasn't really hit movie fame, but she has a lot of like TV credits that yeah, are yeah. pretty cool. So um, yeah, I thought it was a solid movie. I, I'm interested to see how this plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the I, I love this like this format that we're doing because like I can take them off my list mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I'm like gonna pimp out another movie now so thank you for saying Ten Cloverfield. <laughs> Let's no, also I, just say like how great it is that we knew nothing about this movie a month ago and it's coming right. out right? This soon yeah and it's coming out like a month from today. People don't like the stringing out of a mystery where there's no real need. But I I, I'm, I love something happening. In, I love being surprised by a film. So often we see them coming from a mile away. Even if they're great, you're ready for it. This is something that, yeah, I just... I remember seeing links to it and was like, what? You know? And it, Like, I don't know. If, I, I didn't hear anything about this film. Did, did anybody know anything about it? Like, did it even have, like, a working title? It, it did. It did. It, it did have a working title, but I don't think it was, like, tied to anything. Like, I, I forget what it was called. Um... Because I was reading about this, like, when they basically just dropped this whole trailer. Like, it came out, what is it, like, a month ago or yeah, so. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's recent. crazy that it's, it was called, I think, the, I don't know, The Parasite? Or, I forget. There was a working title for it that it was being filmed under. Because, like, um, John Goodman and, is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Like, when they were doing press for other movies mm-hmm. over the course of the last year... They were that people were asking them about this movie being filmed, but it wasn't called Ten Cloverfield Lane. It wasn't tied to J.J. Abrams or like it's a bad robot or anything like that. So it's I don't know. It's kind of cool that they just uh, were able to kind of keep it under wraps that long. You know that the fact that they release it and people were like, "Is this a sequel?" You know, mm-hmm. like is it in the same world or you know I don't know. I'm definitely stoked to see it. That's for sure. And the fact that we can see it in a month is awesome. Cause mm-hmm. We just started talking about it. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I'm ready. So cool. I'm ready for I it. I feel like that was, and I don't know who I was talking to about this. Maybe it was you guys. I feel like that was the way we used to receive movies. Was you? Would, yeah, I mean, we, the occasional we were film talking about that yeah. that you would know about months or in advance. You know, and you would see a teaser trailer for something like I don't know, like an Indiana Jones film yeah. or something. But other than that, you would see a poster, maybe. And that would be it. And then you would see a trailer. And then you'd start to see television commercials. And then you would figure out that the movie was, yeah, yeah. was right upon you. I just think that this is this reminds me of that. And I think that, that spending the spending less time being strung along by movie news sites and, you know, uh, just hearing every little tidbit being treated as like a news story. I think that it's great when something can kinda you know I like I like that model. I wish I wish it was possible to be surprised more by some some of these some of these big films. And the fact that it's a genre film and it's not clear how much it's a horror film or how much it's a sci-fi film or a drama. I, you know, I like that. I like the mystery. It's was, was called Valencia. Was the working title? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Right, because I remember people saying, theorizing what Valencia might might be. be. Right. Uh, listen, the next one I'll throw out there actually is one that um, probably should be coming out in theaters the day this is re- this is being released to the world. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is the new uh, John Hillcote crime action drama called Triple Nine. Um, this is uh, awesome ensemble cast: Casey Affleck, Kate Winslet, uh, Gal Gadot, who is you know coming up as a Wonder Woman, uh, Norman Reedus, mm-hmm. who else? Um, Aaron Paul, Woody Harrelson, Chiwetel Ejiofor. I mean, just a monster cast. A- a- your boy Anthony Mackie's in it, um, and. This is coming from a guy that made The Proposition, The Road, and Lawless. Three movies I enjoyed thoroughly. And they're bleak and they're dark and they're rough. I'm a little concerned that it's coming out now, but I like to think that what we talked about at the top of the episode Mm -hmm. could mean that maybe they just didn't have a place for it. Yeah. Because really I've liked everything this guy's put out in feature-length form. And he's done a lot of stuff for like music documentaries and things like that. Um, But just really cool trailer and I love... I love like cop corrupt cop crime stuff like that Training Day vibe of a yeah. movie, and um, 
I feel like Casey Ackfleck might be having a moment this year, and I'm, I'm hoping that like maybe this is something that kicks it off because he had The Finest Hour that came out a little while ago, which necessarily wasn't a big movie, but it was a big film. It didn't do big business, but apparently, you know, he did really. He was really good in it. Mm-hmm. And this is like a movie he's kind of carrying. So I'm curious to see how he falls and carries a film in the presence of such big actors, like some of which have you know Oscars on their mantles. So it's just a big ensemble action movie that I'm just like cool trailer. I remember you like dropped the trailer to us like a while ago. It's like where the where, that's another thing. Like where this movie come from? Yeah, it's just kind of. But it, but then the more trailers they put out, and the Red Band trailer for it, it just looks awesome. Yeah. And I'm just really excited to see it. Me too. So I will give my second pick, which is a documentary. Now, this is a film, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the... the they're like an art collective, but they're known for their music. Uh, the Residents. Never heard of Never them. Never heard of them? They're a band... They're one of those influence bands. They're a band that was relatively kind of underground, and I remember seeing their CDs pop up in you know record stores and stuff when I was a kid. But they're they're very like they hide their identities. They wear these like uh, giant eyeballs on their mm. heads so that you can't. I mean, it's it's like the way Daft Punk does it, but it's even more so. Like Daft Punk is taking a page from the Residents book by kind of hiding their faces. But the Residents, it was much more about like they would have. I mean, the implication I always had was that there was a rotating membership that you weren't really sure who was playing or what the formation of the band was. But the, you know, the image that I always used to see when I was a kid was just this person with a giant eyeball for a head wearing a top hat, and that's kind of like their, their, it's just this arresting image. And the music that they did was very bizarre, not too far from something like Devo in terms of its, I mean, when I first heard it, it kind of, it reminded me of that kind of music where it's like, this is post-punk music that is influenced by, by a punk, and I don't even know, they may even predate punk with their earliest stuff. I think they've been around for, for 40 years or so. But the, because they disguise their identities and because they've become mythologized around that and they are such an, a touchstone band for so many important bands or so many big bands that came after them, I find the notion of a documentary, and this documentary is called, uh, it's called Theory of Obscurity, a film about the residents. Hmm. Um, and I think the filmmaker was given pretty unprecedented access to their, their organization. You know, it's not quite Blue Man Group, but it's that type of group where there are there is an organization behind it. There is there there is a there's a there are a lot of people involved because they're when they put on a show it's a visual spectacle and there's a multimedia component and everything they do is like as much avant garde art as it is music. Um so I'm just very interested in something that kind of picks at that, and I don't know how much the movie's going to reveal, you know, right. the the real story. But I, my impression is, it's not a documentary that is that that is meant to be completely held at arm's length. I think the guy was given a lot of access. The date I have for it is uh, March 31st. I'm not sure if it's going to be on like a multi-platform thing yeah. or if it's going to be a video on demand thing at the same time. But it stands to be a really interesting film. That brings us to our final round, Ronald. What is your is this is this one a big pick or is this just happened to be the third one on it's your list? It's a big pick to me because I I for a while I mean kind of doubted that the original company mm-hmm. could pull off something that I felt like oh my god I got to see that movie and that's Disney Disney Disney's animated division. Oh, interesting. Zootopia just looks so good to me, man. And and it, and I like talking animals. I, I've always liked talking animals. Well, this movie's right up your alley. Then. Yeah. No, I like it. I, you know, I've always been up for it when it's done well. And this just looks like a world. Like I, I know when I was a kid, my, my I would have been buzzing with the idea of this world. The fact that it looks like it might be like a caper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the talking animals and. And then and, that there was like a detective. I think that's mm-hmm. just really cool. Really small in comparison to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I think it's a cool idea. So Zootopia is my last, pick, my last pick. Now, Steve, I, I'll just, I'll just say you got to say it. Yeah, I, I, Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Mm. Um, Talk about a movie that breaks the mold of what kind of movie comes out in March. Oh God, yeah. It's definitely this. So what is DC doing? Warner's in DC trying to do by putting this movie out now. Are they just trying to beat? Yes. They're trying to not be swamped by by a Marvel film or a Star Wars film. I, I think so. I mean, like, yeah. what other reason is there? Yeah. It, it's been pushed back, pushed around, and it's got to find a place to hopefully like shine. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have this on my on my preview list that the one of my you know most anticipated movies of the next couple months because I just got to see it. You know, like I, I love Ben Affleck, I love Batman, 
I, I'd like Zack Snyder. I like to think that they could do it right, you know, and really kind of give the, the, the DC universe like a chance to really kind of develop. Yeah. And it worries me that if it doesn't, it's going to be a pretty big blow. Sure. Um, I, we were talking, we always talk about it. I always mention like marketing and things like that. My biggest concern is that like, I just don't know what this movie is. And that makes me, in a way that makes me want to see it even more, but for different reasons. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I didn't love Man of Steel, but I love the idea of maybe fixing what was wrong with that movie. Sure. If they, if he could get it, right. What would you say was wrong with that movie? Like, what was, what would be your, like, what, or if, even if, if you want to connect it to the broader statement of why do you think that movie didn't quite catch on? With you know, people? it's interesting because I feel like I would probably state it just from a, a not the comic fan. Um, I think tonally something was just off with my perception of what Superman is. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there's like this perception of making things very serious and dark. And and towards the end of that movie, like no concept for like collateral damage of what's happening in this world. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that walking, walking out of it, that was like a weird thing for me, you know. Which is a very un-Superman kind of thing. Exactly. You know? and, and this is coming from somebody that I'm not the comic book guy. You know, I don't know... Superman, probably like maybe you two might. I don't know, or like people that I know know him inside out. I, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of the. I like the idea of the big Boy Scout that that tries to do the right thing. And that's my perception of and, Superman. And he wasn't in this movie. And he really wasn't in this film. And it's like I've I think uh, we've you know a common thing I've heard people say that I really agree with is that while DC was making Man of Steel, which kind of takes Superman and doesn't quite nail yeah. it, Marvel with Captain America, America really yeah. kind of created yeah. an unironic. Uh, good guy yes. but I do think it's interesting that Superman that tricky hard to nail thing that they have an actor who I think could really play yes. oh, man. the vision of, like Henry Cavill he I really think, is. looks the part and, and is great in that in that instance uh, but I don't know that he's quite been given a Superman movie to really be yeah. Superman in and I, as much as Batman vs. Superman looks cool to me I don't know that it looks like that yeah. Superman movie yeah. either yeah. but maybe they're just not I mean, Batman's going to sell more tickets than Superman, right? That's this just the is, way this, it is. Yeah, this is this is That's the, the world. This we're is living the in. truth. Yeah, you're not going to avoid that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but I, I'm very curious to see it. I, I'm hoping it becomes something that does like everybody can play in the playground. Like yeah. we can all have fun. There's always a swing for you. You know what I mean? Like the action in this movie, though, looks. Yeah, the good. newest trailer does like does it does does Zach play Snyder up the action. Put together an image. Oh yeah, I mean, and he does. Some gorgeous yeah, stuff. which is why it would, if it if it if it works. It could be great. It could be really, really great. Like, fun, awesome movie. Yeah. You know, it's not probably going to win an Oscar or anything, like, obviously. No, no. But it could be, like, what you want these I, kinds I of movies think, to be. I don't think they could be deaf to the things that we're talking about. Yes. You'd hope. Right. But we've seen it in the past <sighs> yeah. where it's happened. No, you're right. And how does it happen? It's because it's overlooked or something. I don't know. So I don't ever, like, I want to play, I don't want to be a fool and, and yeah. assume it. there's no way that it can't happen, but it, it's happened before. So, but yeah, like... We were talking about it like I was like I worried. I'm just worried about what the identity of the movie is. It does I, I seem just, like the marketing. Know. The first stuff we saw was the grim, dark, yeah. uh, like ah. Oh, and Superman looks like an asshole, and Batman looks like he's mad all the time. And, and then the next trailer kind of pumped up the the, the jokes, which yeah. I enjoyed. That that second trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah Like yeah. I thought that had like seeing Clark Kent meet Bruce Wayne and seeing yeah. him hate each other, like an awkward moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even seeing Eisenberg yeah. being this instigator little shit, like that I, line, I, I, the red capes are coming. Yeah. The right capes are coming. Yeah, I, I think that I like it. I mean I'm one of I'm the rare person and I think you two may be sort of on this too. I'm the rare person who when I heard Jesse Eisenberg was playing Lex Luthor, I, I thought that, great casting. Mm. Like that doesn't mean they're going to do something great with it, but but the notion of him as this megalomaniacal, super smart asshole who just is so pleased with himself that fits. I mean I'm not and I like Jesse Eisenberg, but yeah. I think he plays douchebags really well and smart <laughs> douchebags even better than that. You know yeah. so. What are these commercials about Air Turkey? Turkish Airlines. Turkish Airlines. Yeah. It was like, they're like fake promos for the airline that takes you to both Gotham and Metropolis. Ah, that's really cool. It was like a little mock ad that yeah. aired during the I like that they did like Lex Luthers and then yeah. Bruce Wayne's and that was really Superman, cool. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping it's good stuff. I but I mean, there's I, so I much really, writing on this film for them. Like this is their attempt it really to is. set up. The, like the way they're trying to do it. I have this question because I think you've heard it too, Steve, and I don't know if you've heard it. That there is like, there's talk not that the movie's bad or that it's screening poorly, mm. but that within the studio there's confusion about whether it's good or whether it's going to be what they want. Like maybe this and it's marketing. This kind of schizophrenic yeah. marketing yeah. campaign might be part of it. Um, I, what happens like if this movie doesn't do crazy numbers, it will. We were talking about how it might be a flop if it doesn't break 
a billion or something. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what they're considering? I mean, for this movie, yeah. I think they're expecting big things. But what I'm wondering is, what happens to that plan? What happens to Zack Snyder's role if this movie... Because yeah. he's supposed to go on and direct the Justice League film, which right. this is kind of the precursor to. Right. And there's somewhere down the road, Ben Affleck is supposed to write or co-write and direct and star in a Batman film for them. Mm. Do you think that plan changes if this movie doesn't just totally grab everyone? I don't think this movie's gonna it it's 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 like Transformers in the way that like the parts are well known enough that Batman alone will carry the it, hype. That, that it can't fail. It cannot it's You're it's, saying it's too big to fail? <laughs> the only way is if they have like one of those weird You said there might be a government bailout of Batman yeah. and Superman. If there's one of those weird controversies well. where like a weird you're not know, like the, the the shooting scene in fucking um Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. Yeah. Fuck that movie. If there's something weird like that that happens and they're like, well, the tragedy in this place is like this thing, and then it that'll stomp it out. But yeah. if it goes as planned, there's no. It, it's impossible, especially the slate of movies that are coming out that month. Yeah. For this movie to not do well. Yeah. It would. It would have to be the worst movie ever. And I don't think that's no. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be that kind of a disaster. I don't think at worst it's going to be that kind of. You're, you're a disaster. right. Like I think. I, I think it is kind of like bulletproof. Yeah, it's bulletproof. But but there's something that'll take that'll take. There, it there's the, something that has to happen quality wise. Yeah, that that makes that, it go past the would, threshold of that would legitimize what DC's trying to do. Yeah, yeah. and it and it has to happen. Because it's happening with Marvel. It's happening. It's happening with Star Wars. And we're three months away from uh, Civil War, yes. which is you know Iron Man, which, yeah. which is Marvel's version of Batman versus Superman. Right. Yeah. And people are already hyped about that film. A- and absolutely. I just don't know that I've. I mean, and again, not as not as a nonpartisan fan, really. I don't know if I see that level of yeah. interest from. I, I, I'm kind of it kind of boggles my mind. I mean, I, I'm I'm just hoping that the movie is as good as that that trailer you guys showed me earlier. Yeah, like the action in that looks great. Like Batman in 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 motion looks yeah. great. I, I like I like this version of the character. I like that we're seeing an old, yeah, you know, uh, crusty version of the character rather than rather than seeing tracking him from the beginning. There's yeah. so many things about their approach that I think are kind of cool. Yeah. I just hope their experiment is not half-baked that like this whole idea of man. introducing all these characters at once that's the worst part man is like know? there's so many things in this movie yeah there there's a lot. So and, and, and there's stuff parts. supposedly we haven't seen i was say like yeah. all the stuff that we've seen like there hasn't been one thing of like the whole aquaman thing like yeah you don't see jason momoa anywhere well that's good and they say that's that doomsday good. who was revealed in that second trailer yeah they're saying he's not that's the big reveal of right. the film wow yeah. that's insane what yeah that's not the re- no he's not the main brain he's not the main villain is what i've heard so you saw how it was this yeah, well, okay. I, I've, yeah, I, I think I know. I mean, I think I know just based on the symbol that they show and yeah, like where yeah, DC's yeah. go. Like DC actually has a character. Like Marvel has Thanos as the guy pu- pulling the strings, and they've actually done. I think that there's something that Marvel has has kind of screwed up a little bit is making people wait too long mm-hmm. to see Thanos do something cool. You know, especially when they cast Josh Brolin and then have oh, him sit so in a sad. chair for a movie. You know, yeah. he's not coming until like 2018. I, know. I mean, I feel like they've got That's to, crazy. to. But but Thanos is seen by many people as a ripoff of uh, of a DC character that may be right like the the you know so that, that's just funny like that sort of who who made who and what came first the chicken or the egg between those two studios i think there is room for them to have different tones but what's funny is you see batman versus superman coming out and then a few months later we have Iron Man versus Captain America, and then you've got Su- Suicide Squad coming later in the year, which to me feels very much like their Guardians of the Galaxy style gamble. I yeah. think that movie looks fun. I like the, I like what David Ayer has done before, and so I'm I'm yeah. I'm into it. But it's interesting to see that DC, like I don't know what what point it's going to be. Like okay, now they've staked their claim, and, it's and it click. no longer seems like they're playing catch up with Marvel. Yeah. DC is not ingrained in the culture the way that it should be, and that has to do with every iteration of a DC thing. Yeah, because it's not just it's it's a it's for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah, <laughs> you have these Marvel characters. You have all the video games that get you into it. You have the toys and the and whereas DC has shitty video games, has shitty. I mean, the movies are incredible, but I'm just saying like there's a very specific reason why. Marvel's, it's not just the Disney thing. It has to do with every iteration of the Marvel things being of quality. It's it's kind of the same fear. Have you heard about this fear that everybody has about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and all that? Because 
this is the first character. Doctor Strange is the first magic, magical oh, yeah. character. Yeah. People are like, it's not going to do well. It's a hard concept. But you know what? What Marvel's done that's smart is they introduced that quantum realm in Ant-Man. And yeah. right now on yeah. the Agent Carter TV show, they're dealing with this dark matter type stuff. Right. They're, I mean, again, whether, they you, whether you want to follow and yeah. put all the pieces together, they are thinking about how does... How does what we introduce in this film affect what we can introduce later? I yeah. do think Doctor Str- Doctor Strange should be a weird. Th- I mean, be. I want it to be weird and creepy. I, I, I'm really intrigued by the notion that it's going to have like a horror kind of yeah. underpinning to it. You never know what's going to be the hard sell that's going to break the that's going to break the gravy train. There's going to be an exhaustion that happens. There's going to be one that doesn't perform. Yeah. yeah, and and I I it's going to be a weird moment because it's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. this ride is nice and it's lasted for, but people are going to get exhausted. I didn't hate Man of Steel, but I was so disappointed. Neither did I. Something I, I, got lost. I actually liked it. I think I, we all enjoyed just, it as yeah. a film, but when you take a long view of it, you just realize it wasn't that... Did you read that article? It wasn't that Superman film that was going to... Yeah. Like, it's like right now, in my mind, I close my eyes, Christopher Reeve is still Superman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. as good as I think Henry Cavill yeah. looks, I, you know, yeah. poor Brandon Ralph. Did you read that article that I sent you guys about why Superman... They haven't gotten it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of the idea that like he, he is a goody two shoes because he's he comes from a great family that loves him, and the idea that like if he's this powerful, he'd be a little more relaxed. He'd be a little more silly yeah. about mm-hmm. everything the way that he is in the comics. It's not that, and he has like a real weight on him. Yeah, like it's it's not it's it's like his lightness, and it's being cut into by this idea that like. I could kill this person. Yeah. Or or I need I I want to help this person way before I destroy them. Mm-hmm. And then and that that got lost. Yeah. And and there was something that could have happened where he was on the same planet as this dude. Yeah. He was in the same like tribe basically, and he could have been like, "No, like don't." And it wasn't like that. It was just like this guy started wreaking havoc and <laughs> Superman pummeled him. Yeah. Which was cool. That part was cool. Well, but I, mean, it- I think Zack Snyder was saying that, and again, he, I felt that, th- I think they felt that they had to dramatize how Superman discovers yeah and that i he love doesn't that. want to kill I, I love that but it's still it's not it's still not the iconic no. guy who arrives and knows right from the start okay i wouldn't well, wouldn't want to kill or i would but you know here's the thing a lot of people are making a big deal out of batman killing or not killing in yeah. certain films i never really i had to be kind of told that that was part of his character i mean i i, I totally see it yeah. he's a hero he's not a murderer i get that but i just feel like the action as far back as I can think, Batman's been snapping people's necks and Batman was not, knocking people off. I mean, I just feel like the body. I think people are ignoring the fact that there's there's always been sort of an implied body count in yeah. Batman's that in code, Batman's movies. That code is so. I listen to the history of Batman and they go through. Man, so nerdy. But but what they do, <laughs> what they podcast? do talk, what they do talk about is like before Batman just used to kill people. Like yeah. it was. Oh right, right. Very, back in the old days in the yeah, comics. Yeah. yeah, like very recently was this whole like moral compass. He doesn't kill. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he used to kill people with guns. Mm-hmm. He used to kill people with knives. Whatever he had near him, yeah. he would snap a neck. He would throw people into things. He would drown people. Whatever Batman could do to, you know. And that's cool that we, the version that we see, like, especially, I think it kind of started around, like, Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. where, the, where the, like, canon, you're like, oh, it yeah. has to be like this, which I, I love, um, became a thing, but, like, I'm not always married to the idea of somebody being exactly the way that, but Superman, for some reason, I feel like no, should've. it's like you should get certain things right. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, that way. how did Deadpool follow? <laughs> it's I don't know, man. It's a little weird that these lesser known people are following their actual storylines closer to the comic than I don't know. Goddamn Superman! <laughs> of all people, I don't know. We'll see very soon. Yeah. Last pick. <sighs> Some movies you're you're interested to see for very like because of the cast or because of the director or because of what you saw in the trailer or right. whatever. Right. Um, and sometimes it's kind of a combination of those things, but you could still sort of believe the movie might not be great. But as a fan of Ben Wheatley's films, and as a fan of Tom Hiddleston as an actor, I'm really interested to see what High Rise turns out to be like. Okay. I don't know if you saw the trailer for that. No, no. It's, yeah. it, it looks neat. I mean, it, it looks does. like a neat film. And it's like the critical response. I went on Metacritic for some of these films tonight and looked to see. Um, 
it was sort of like in the same breath to me as as uh, Green Room, in the sense that here's a movie that's it's on that that, that indie level, right, but it right. looks like a movie that could break out. I mean, it's an interesting enough concept. The whole premise being this this futuristic high rise community that's like got every co- covers your every need, and it's obviously it's set up to be like a real haves and have nots type story where the people living in this in this high rise are insulated rich people that are yeah. you know separate from the world. Right. Not that we haven't seen that before, but Ben Wheatley, whose films like Sightseers and Kill List and a Field in England, these are really unique films, uh, some of which I love. They're always interesting, though. I just think he's one of those directors that I will follow now into this whatever whatever this is. This looks like a, a little bit more of a marketable uh, film for him uh, in that it's got a little bit of a hook. But it is also coming out um, on March 18th, which you never know. Again, with this, you just never know. I think yeah. it came out uh, overseas last year, so it's a, which is usually what happens with his films. But Ben Wheatley, he frequently works with the same cinematographer, the same screenwriter. Um, uh, he's 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 just made an interesting career for himself at this point, and I've always gotten something out of his films. So I'm expecting this to be another one that has has like a certain just there's a there's a filmic quality that he brings to it that's just really stately and really elegant. But there's always something kind of nasty and 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 human uh, going through his films as well. So, right. so I'm I'm looking forward to see exactly what High Rise is. Uh, it's based on a novel by J.G. Ballard, which I've read. Some people who have seen the film say that the the film kind of takes some departures from the book. I'm not like married to the book. I, no. I've I've heard of it. I knew that it was supposed to be good. I haven't read it myself, so don't have a lot of preconceived notions except for the fact that yeah, like I said, Ben Wheatley, Tom Hiddleston. I'm I'm interested. It's it seems like a neat film. So high yeah. rise uh, on March 18th. Were there any other strays you guys want to just mention real quick? Um, I'm mildly curious about what they're doing with the the Jungle Book uh, yeah. film. Oh, I think the Jungle Book trailer. Interesting. I mean, I think that How the you... um, I think that the the like I can't believe that that was all done on a that's all CGI. Yeah, it's insane. You know what I mean? Like the, like none of that was location shooting in Jungle Book. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like it's it's weird because normally on paper that would be a film that I would not be curious about. Like just hearing that they were yeah. redoing the Jungle Book at all. How'd you feel about but, the trailer but, where they're like jumping off the widescreen format? Like it's like the band. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, the 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 Super Bowl trailer. Uh, I so it's saw like it, it has like this like widescreen band, like you know the black yeah. at the top. Yeah. And as the action comes, it breaks oh, it through pulls that, up. pulls oh, up, yeah. and. It's it looks cool. cool like a three. I'd watch a movie like that, a whole mm-hmm. entire movie like that. It was, <laughs> you should watch it. Yeah, the Super Bowl. I, had a, I was gonna mention a movie called I don't, Hardcore Henry. Have you guys seen <laughs> what this? Is that? No, you probably heard of it. It was called Hardcore before it got a release. It's like the first person shooter game. Oh yeah, game, it's a movie, yeah. but it's like this guy who's like taken and. He's like basically implants it with stuff that makes him like this yeah. super person, mm-hmm. and the whole movie shot like first person shooter style. Charlotte Copley's in it, and it was apparently shown at a couple festivals coming out in April. Yeah, check the trailer out. It looks really kind of. I remember. It's very, it's very like weird, different, like action sci fi e. But I'm curious to see how they pull off all the first person stuff. Yeah, like it's For gonna probably drive movie. a lot of people nuts watching this movie, yeah. but. I like it because it's weird. And also, I wanted to mention one called The Invitation, mm. <clears throat> which mm. um, is from the woman who directed oh, totally, yeah. Jennifer's Body and Girl Fight, I think. Um, really great trailer. Um, I sent it to you guys earlier today. They, uh, so I don't even know what the fuck's going on in the movie, which is why I want to see it. It's like the cult. It's sort like of well, thing. not I guess it's like a friend is inv- a friend invites all of their older friends over to a dinner, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "What what the fuck is going on at this dinner? Like, I haven't heard from you. What? It's very weird. What's happening in this scene or in this house? Like, is what's it the happening? guy uh, Michael uh, from Game of Thrones? From Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. Okay, when did that come up? My impression was that has like a cult something. Yeah, going it's on something. In it, but, it, yeah. It, it, there's something weird in the movie. No, I remember it just reading has about this it. Air the, of like it mystery. The, I think and, it had a festival showing last yeah, year, and I yeah, read yeah, some yeah. pretty good things about it. So and it's supposed um, to be very surprising too. Which yeah, I, always I, I love that. that. You can't tell like what what the movie contains. And they did a great job and not even tipping any cards to what it is in the trailer. It mm-hmm. just builds and builds, and you're just like, what, what's happening right now? I'm going to watch this when I get home. Yeah, yeah, definitely check the trailer out. It's really interesting. And I think it comes... I forget what the date was. It's in... I want to say it's in March. Okay. But, um, yeah, that was, the only, that was the only two stragglers I had. What about you, Ronald? Um, 
uh, that movie with uh, that movie that got held back for like a year or two um, has Brian Cranston get a job. Kind of looking forward oh, with to Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller. And I don't really Andrew, like uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Interesting. And Brian Cranston. I kind of, I kind of want to see that. Okay. It looked like a fun movie. See, I feel like I like the light one sometimes. Little rom com action. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Brian Cranston in movies hasn't done it for me yet. Nope. No. Nope. Isn't that weird? Very weird. No. That's weird. Who? He was a villain. What? He, he was in a big. He was, was it in Total, Total, Recall? Recall. Total Recall. That's what yeah. it was. Was it? No, made no real impression. Didn't do it. Trumpo, I'm like, like a fourth through it. <laughs> well, that's enough of a character. I feel like that yeah. at least is kind of like there's a charm or something to that larger than life character. But I just yeah. feel like as great as yeah. he was, nah, uh, it, I just I haven't seen. You. It's just weird. It's not there. I mean, that's a very weird thing, right? It is. Like, it is. Because you would think he would be able to translate. It's yeah. not like it's not like it's not like those. I don't know. Maybe there's something about television. That's still subtly different, like what yeah. you expect well, that, from it. That and... is that is a very real thing, though. Like there are people on shows that are great on shows, but that, like, I feel like this not not that she's at the level that Brian Cranston was with his character on Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. but Amelia Clark, who plays uh, yeah from Game of Thrones, hasn't she's, hit uh, yet. What the hell's her name in the show? The Queen of Dragons, Khaleesi. Khaleesi, yeah. She's had a few chances. And she's not good. And she is not good. Well, and it makes you, you realize know? she's not really maybe that great on Game of Thrones. It's just it's a perfect role for her ability. I'm saying know? it's not Brian Cranston. And I feel like Brian Cranston is, is different it's from it's that. It, yeah. I, I agree. It's but, not the but, same. No, you're right. You're right. It's like translating out of these shows that people <clears throat> love these actors in. Mm-hmm. And they have these like huge followings. And they're obviously seeing that because they're putting them in leading roles in a Terminator franchise. Yeah. And this big romantic drama. drama oh, no, that's, that's supposed out. to be so you know? cool to us that she's yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah it's, right. Oh, it's, it's Khaleesi. It's Khaleesi. Don't you want to see yeah. this? And it's right. like, oh, she is not good. Yeah. yeah. But then you and, see people like Benedict Cumberbatch who can fucking do anything at oh, this point. I mean, me. I don't even like him and he's good. Like, I'm actually yeah. not someone. Yeah, but did, but but he, he did, did he come from a show? Yeah, he. I thought Sherlock was his. Well, Sherlock, yeah, but was that before he started getting into crossover? Like the big stuff. I think yeah. it kind of. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think that like, bit. yeah, some people can just do it. I mean, I remember, I can't remember what it was. One of the first times I saw Brian Cranston do something outside. I mean, it was just like, yeah, whatever Andrew it is. Salba. But yeah, he's solid. Wire. Yeah. That's that was that, way before. And, yeah. and that's an example. That, yeah. that, that's an example of someone Some who's people doing can't it. But it was man. never a particularly showy performance. You know what I mean? That's very yeah. true. That's and true. I wonder. I still wonder if there's something about that small screen at home where you'll allow a certain level of... Campiness? If not campiness, just closeness. <laughs> and Whereas in a movie, that... It's too much. Like even a, <laughs> even watched on a small screen, a movie has a different feel. It to does. It. You're it not really spending does. that time with the character. You're not getting to know their ins and outs. You know, like like Walter White is yeah, a character yeah, yeah. we got to know, uh, and I just don't think that you you know popping up in it. You know, it's almost like yeah, there's an overacting or uh, there's something to it that's just it's weird. You know, it's very weird. Still yeah. love you. Brian Cranston, yeah. I know you're a listener. I know you're a big fan of the show. Maybe but. there'll be something. I feel like he could have played a good Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. He could have been a really good. Well, I've Lex heard Luthor. them say that he has expressed wanting to play like a villain in a in a Marvel movie maybe or whatever. And maybe that would be. Maybe he would have the the right kind of heft to bring something like that across. But but um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. Like I'm trying to think of other actors I would say that about. What what I was thinking when you were mentioning. Um, that was, uh, uh, you know, like an actor who I don't, who that's not true of. Timothy Oliphant cannot transition. But, but he's not, ugh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I'm thinking about like how I've Movies. seen, I've seen Give him. Give me a movie. I've seen him be good, but there is a kind of stiffness there. Yeah. But I was going to say someone who doesn't have that problem is James Gandolfini, or didn't have that problem, was James Gandolfini. Yeah. Who, even though he reminded you of Tony... Yeah, it, it was great. It, he was still great. Yeah, like he was very subtle. I and he I, was... I don't know. I think Oliphant, he's not crossover into like a star, but I feel like he's stolen movies. He did hit man. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about whether he's been <laughs> You're talking good. about going back to yeah. like Go oh, or yeah, 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 Go and Girl Next Door. Yeah, that's and... what I was gonna say. Oh, is that I like, love Girl Next you know, Door. I like Ice came into Deadwood thinking he was good because of some of the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is interesting really that his happening? biggest success was another show. Right you now, right, right. Exactly. Is that movie really happening? What the Deadwood movie? Supposedly, I mean, once they announce, I, I, but the, who knows when? I mean, you know, th- that cast is scattered to the, yeah. the four winds. I, I'm, I'm interested. Like, I think I'm, I think that they wouldn't come back without an idea, you know. 
but you never know what that means. Like who's all who all's actually going to be there for it. And I yeah. love Timothy Oliphant. He's so good. I want yeah. him to be a, like the star. Yeah. Of ha- did you you watched you watched it right? You what? watched Deadwood right? Yeah. I'm gonna rewatch it. I wanna for like the fifth. Like like the fourth when it was out. I rewatched it it once a couple years ago, or not a couple now, probably four or five years Mm -hmm. ago. But like it was, it's one like The Wire where I was like, okay, I could see myself deciding to rewatch that one every few. I watched it twice. I'm gonna think I'm gonna watch it again. He's really good. I don't know if you saw Justified. I mean, I love. I missed the last. I missed the last season of Justified. Mm -hmm. I'd say like the last season and a half. I'd say, but up until that. I've never seen a movie with villains like that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie that had like these fleshed out, cool ass villains. Yeah. And what was crazy about it was they didn't come from like all the way across. Yeah, they're there. They're there, I and they it. function in that area. So, but came. It just gives you perspective on how bad that area is. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you couldn't go to a certain side. Yeah. Also, what's the name? The uh. Raylan Gibbons, that guy. Raylan Gibbons. What's that guy's name? Walton Goggins. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So good. Dude, he's amazing on that he's show. He's so good on that show. Who, who was the villain with the snakes? Remember they had the, the church with the snakes? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. No. God, that show. I'm going to rewatch that yeah, show. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to rewatch the I'm gonna watch the finale of the last season. Last season. God damn, that show yeah, was good. Yeah, it's a good show, man. Yeah. But, all right, well, there you go. Spring preview. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. 2016, son. Spring preview. Watch Justified. Uh, yeah. Watch. The, 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 uh, ca- the canceled television show. Yeah. Watch all these shows that are no longer on. Mm. Um, and Deadwood. Oh, my God. So, yeah, hopefully these all pan out to be good movies. I hope we, so. We mm-hmm. look horrible by picking them. Uh, iTunes, subscribe or stream or download it. You're choosing. Do it. Um, but if you could, review it and star it. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It would be appreciated. Get on there and just, just like, you know... As long as you love this show, just go on there and say what you feel. Yeah. Be true to yourself. Do it. Don't be an asshole. True to yourself. I think, they, I think they owe it to themselves if they're enjoying this to like let people know. Absolutely. Positively. Because it only will help. You know, it'll help mm-hmm. us get listeners. It'll help them feel like they're part of a an ever-growing club. Get in on the ground floor, yeah. is what we're mm-hmm. saying. At this point, yeah. we're telling people they're still on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. Get in. You still have get a in. chance. <laughs> After 155 episodes, mm-hmm. you still have a chance to get in at the, uh, at the very, very bottom. We, hey, man, get in it. early. We're, we're keeping the elevator on the first floor. I know, I know floor. when we're I, when I want to support a new fresh, like, fresh faces, mm-hmm. I always like to look at shows that have had about 150 episodes. That's usually the threshold. That's usually the threshold. Get it. Does this have staying power are these yeah, guys gonna keep doing it. this <laughs> <laughs> all right well good seeing you guys and uh yeah, as always guys, you've made our day i right, see you in a month bye